I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is James Idol Martinez. At may sa akong tanong, okay lang ba? Open-minded ka ba? listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast, episode 91, the Dennis Rodman episode. Stunning stancy at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. Still no Rowdy Raf Camus. But uh, no, congratulations to Discovery Premier yeah. for being the number one destination in the zone, according to TripAdvisor. I saw the tweets. Amazing. How did you guys do it? Uh, I guess he's off... Celebrating with his office mates, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, and somehow, somewhere along the night, they get to do that. Yeah, we hope they're treating him right over there because you know we can't treat him right because he's not here. Uh, but in any case, but uh, he's missing the ninety-first episode of the number one, twenty-seven ranked episode uh, podcast in the sports and recreation uh, category. I don't know. I, you know, I think that's where our home is. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's where we belong, mm. and that's thanks to you. For always hitting the subscribe button, the download button, and for letting us know what you think and feel about the podcast. So we got to thank you for that. Now, t- uh, this week's episode is going to be a packed one because we mm, have to predict. We, we have to do a lot of things. We have to predict both TLC and TakeOver London. And then we got to talk about a couple topics that have been brimming over the tops of our heads ever since the week began. And somebody is making his podcast debut this week. Uh-huh. Guest. And we've been looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have been looking forward to it to this one ever since before he even debuted on PWR. Yeah, like ever since I found out what this guy was all about, I was like, we gotta get this dude on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So making his debut this week on the SGP podcast is the one and only James Idol Martinez from the network. Of the network. Or he leads the network. the network. He's the dude. He, he's the top of the pyramid. Yeah. So he's going to be downlines. Yeah. So i-orient niya kami kung paano paano magpasok ng downlines namin. Mm. That's going to happen this week on the podcast. And the, the good thing is we don't have to go to a Starbucks. Yeah. We don't have to go to Temple Drive. Uh-huh. We're right here at Paragon Plaza in the Mellow 947 studio. You don't have to go to a Starbucks either. Yeah. Screw that. Before we get to that though, we have to talk about something that has been boggling me, you know, boggling my mind for quite a bit. And it's all about names because mm. um, I've I've been particularly intrigued about the backstage interviewers and their oh. names. Kyle Edwards in particular, because I, I did my research wait, wait, on this wait, guy. Is Renee wait, Renee Young's real name is not Renee Young? It's Renee Paquette. Oh yeah, I so say she's French. Yes, Canadian. So they actually made her choose from a list of names, and then she chose Young because she's a fan of Neil Young. The okay, same. Okay, yeah, right, right. So right. that's why she's Renee Young. So uh, this this new guy, Kyle Edwards. You don't usually see him because he only shows up uh, when he's uh, he's he usually shows up in there. It's a control room. It's a newsroom, kumbaga. Yes. So a he's, newsroom in WWE. He first appeared regularly during the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. No, before that, even he appeared on you know on the YouTube segments. Yeah, so you, you barely stuff, catch yeah. him. But when you do, you'll notice now. He doesn't really look like a Kyle Edwards. No, well, that's subjective. Well, to me, he doesn't look like a Kyle Edwards. Because he's a bit exotic. Looks, 
I, I, so I found no, but, out that he's Canadian. It's like an like a. It's a turkey. Sure. Okay. Go. Go on. Go on. Yeah. So he. So he's he's a Turkish-born Canadian, and his real name is Arda Okao. So Canadian-born Turk. Yeah. Sorry. You mean. Yeah. Yeah. Believe that. I got that mixed. So yeah. So the name Arda Okao, when you think about it, doesn't sound very WWE. Oh. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, well, for the for the broadcast personalities, it kind of does because all of them have very generic American names. Oh yeah. Right. All the more that. That we should, you know, it, like it doesn't matter. That it doesn't sound like a WWE name. I guess it just makes him very, very different compared to the rest of him. And I guess knowing WWE, that's why they were like, "We'll name you Kyle Edwards." No, he probably chose the name, but I don't think. I don't think the argument that he doesn't look like a Kyle Edwards is uh, holds up a lot of water. It's, it's subjective, according to well, according to your perception or your image of. Of this person when you're first introduced to him, right? Like for example, uh, like Renee Young. Yeah, we never knew, we we never knew her real name before that, but we accept that she is Renee Young because she looks like a Renee Young. Actually, or yeah. rather, she or whatever she is, she fills it up well. You know what? I I did my googling of Renee uh, from her old show in the oh. score. So when she introduces herself as Renee Paquette, her real name, mayon na disorient ako. Like sanay na ako in a Renee Young, yeah, right? Okay. So I guess it'll also be weird. Like say if I see Michael Cole introduce himself as Michael Sean Coulthard, yeah, it would be different. So it got me to thinking, right? If we were personalities in the broadcast team of WWE, what would be our generic cookie cutter WWE broadcaster names? Oh, we're doing it. I don't know What would yours be? Roman Reigns. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. I was actually thinking of like one of the most generic Chinese names that are English for me. Uh. Wait, like, wait, 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 what? Chinese names that are English? Like uh, a, a Chinese, uh, name of a Chinese guy in English. Pano? Uh, so you know how the actor B.D. Wong is B.D. Wong. Yeah, yeah, diba? yeah. So parang ganun. So mine would probably be something like Mark Tan or some shit. Just because Tan is a common but Chinese that, that, name. That is, the, the, that is the template of your name right now. Yes, and actually... You're just going to choose a different English name and a different, and a different Chinese, Chinese sounding, last name. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's how I always saw it. it like, Why not? No. Why not go all the way and change your ethnicity? Like, uh, like, like what? Sam Jones or some shit? Yeah. That would no, be that very weird. Kyle Edwards. Actually, but that would be very weird because I, I didn't think of it that way. Like I, w- I would have thought that they would like label me a Chan or a Tan or, or something or a Wang. Or, no, no, no. You know what? No, they're gonna give you. The, you're, they're gonna give you the for sure. The. <laughs> but you're gonna have to change Stan. Obviously, yeah. obviously, dude. You, no, you know what? I don't, um, I, I would, I would mark out if they actually gave me Chow. No, it's it's an it's either yeah, it's either Chan or Lee. Because you know, yeah. those are names that Americans are familiar yeah. with, right? Yeah, like yeah. I think Lee is the most popular East Asian surname next to Chan in in the in the states. Because you know Bruce Lee, yeah, and then Jackie Chan. No, but unreal though. I wouldn't. No, I really wouldn't seriously call myself Roman Reigns. But I would keep Roman because you know it's close to my real name. Yeah, but I would probably take the name of I don't know. Uh, a popular uh, the surname of a popular celebrity, Nemejo. That you like exotic. Ah. I mean, not necessarily a leg, but unusual sounding, but still not so hard to pronounce. What, like Alarcon? What? <laughs> that is not a popular name. Yeah, no, it's not. No, but, but uh, no, no, no. I mean, it wasn't going to be a popular name either. But uh, something like 
I don't know. Uh, what? This is an interesting yeah, thinking yeah. exercise. What, what, what would you call you? Because I don't know if people will buy if I use a non-Filipino, non-Spanish last name. Yeah, yeah. Will they buy it if I use something like Armstrong or something? Probably not, no. Especially if paghalatang hindi ka laking American, you know? Diba? So hindi, no, people wouldn't buy it. No. So you'd have to stay within either uh, Filipino last names or Spanish last names. Yeah, names like Reyes or Santos, you know. Yeah. Those names. They'd probably give me something along the lines of a Reyes or a Santos. Yeah, because those are names. Or De La Cruz or something. Those are names they would know. Yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, you know, just to go off tangent real quick before we head off to Mm -hmm. the meaty stuff. Doesn't it sound weird or doesn't it feel weird to be called by a name other than your own? Like, uh, for example, Roman Reigns. See, uh, I, I guess when you when you become a public figure or a celebrity and you go by a stage name oh. or a ring name, you get used to it. Yeah. But I guess because, like, in my case, now I've never really used a name other than my own. Yeah, but your colleagues have. What do you mean? Uh, well, well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like I'm called Stan everywhere. No, and I mean, that, but your colleagues have uh, used yeah. different names. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Silla, I'm used to it. Like, I'm used to calling people to you know by two names. It's just if it was me in their shoes. Like, I've never experienced that. And that's why I've always wanted to have, like, a different air name. But I never did get that. And then when I got into PWR, I opted to go with Mr. C. Because I'm more as Stan C, right? Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I guess there's just a part of me that wishes that I could have an air name or a ring name or something. Still, there's still time to change your name to, like, Mr. Lee. Jeez. If that's what you want. No, no, no. PWR. So we have to get Sir Vic. Nah. Sir Vic name change tayo. I'm nah. turning heel. <laughs> no, you know what? No, when you turn heel... When you turn heel, leave the Chinese surname behind. <laughs> Move uncut. And I'll, I'll start acting like, uh, you know, yeah, because that is a stigma. Like the Chinese guy who forgets his culture. That is a, a very hateable stigma. Call yourself like something like a Mr. Washington. Jeez. <laughs> and I'll align with the royal flush. Yeah. Because I'm not first world and all that. Wouldn't that be, you know, wouldn't that be a complete 180 from the stuff you've been saying before? No, I know. That is something to think about. That is very creative. What are your broadcaster names? If there's anything that comes to mind, if you think about any cool broadcaster name for yourself or for us, uh, let us know. You can find us on Twitter. You know where to find us. It's at Roizwar, at underscore Stan C, and at the SGP Podcast. Now, we got three things on our plates that we got to talk about before we get to our predictions. So let's start off with the biggest thing that happened on Raw this week, which at the end of the day, at the end of the day wasn't very consequential anyway. And uh-huh. I'm talking about... What I call the clusterfuck of clusterfucks. Uh, at first, when I, when I was hearing about it on Twitter, because I, I, I end up watching Raw late nowadays, uh, it's just... Okay, it sounded fun at first. But then when I actually saw it, and then when I actually watched the, sh- the rest of the show afterward, I don't know, okay, what was the entire... What was the point of the whole thing? Because... First of all, uh, it was alright, you know, it was a nice clusterfuck for the action because you know stuff like that is always dramatic and always uh, ends up being something to watch, I guess. But it accomplished nothing because first of all, it was in the beginning of the show. Yeah, and if that that felt like a climax to me, why would you blow your load at the beginning of sex? No, that, you know, that, you know that's the saying? analogy. You know, what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I really thought na, what they did with having all these four stables go up against each other and then have this huge elimination match was very mema. No, no, no. It, no, no. Now that I bring up sex, now, 
I'm just thinking of this now. But it kind of is like blowing your load during foreplay and then trying to satisfy your partner the rest of the night. Yeah, and we're the partner. Yeah. Us, and, the audience. We yeah. are the partner. And then nothing happens because say, you can't get it up yeah. because you're already blowing your load. Right. And you know, um, I, you know, I, like going back lang to, to what I said, it just felt like they did it for the sake of doing it, just so they could say, "Nah, we had this huge match at the start of Raw, and we've never done this before." And yeah, let's go on. They with have never actually else. done it before, but wouldn't you think that they'd save that moment for something special? Yeah, but I, I don't even know why everyone had to get involved with everyone else. No, imagine I get to when the Wyatt family got involved. Because the words of the League of Nations were, there is no other foursome. Oh. Or there's no other group of four that can match up to us. Foursome. <laughs> so the, the, way, uh, the way that they said okay, it fine, made yeah. sense for the Wyatt family to come out. Because mm. si Bray, ang ah, the League of Nations. So that made sense. And then the Dudley boys came out because they have an issue with the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. So tangentially, it also made sense. And then out comes Roman Reigns and the other baby faces. No, no, no just to complete the... the the whole scenario Yeah, or just to ma- uh, bring it around full circle Because you know, somebody's got to have real beef with the League of Nations, right? Here's the worst part though After the match happened Everyone was The, the whole show itself were, Was treating it like it didn't happen Except for the fact that Roman Reigns pinned Sheamus clean Yeah, because that was the one point that they kept hammering on eh? Oh but okay, but n- nothing about how we had a. M- I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. They're they're gonna hammer the point home that we had a huge match. But it didn't. Anyway, but it didn't show in the developments afterwards. Like, okay, we had this huge match, but everyone else was having uh, a singles match anyway or a tag match anyway after that happened. No, hindi pa hindi pa nila pinakita na they got tired. Yeah, exactly. But you would, it didn't you, affect anything. Yeah, you would assume at the very least that they would work as if their stamina had been sapped by right, the earlier yeah. match, or that they would show some damage. But you know, Tommy Dreamer is like, yeah, you know, I'm 45 years old. I'll still fucking take on Braun Strowman, even though I just competed in this clusterfuck of a match. Yeah, and these are the these little things uh, betray a lack of attention to the details. Yeah, because and not to mention, it doesn't also help that you had it in the beginning. Because you know, I mean, it doesn't help the fact that you have to play up the after aftershock. Yeah, because say once you again, it goes back to the psychology, the philosophy of of putting a show card together. Uh, once you blow it all in the beginning, you can't. Everything else that follows can't really live up to that, especially if it's such a monumental event. Here's my biggest complaint with what, what happened with this clusterfuck. It wasn't value-adding to what they were building up for TLC. Yeah, exactly. That's what, I'm, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it wasn't value-adding at the end of the day. Because yeah. um, we're supposed to be hyped up for TLC because go-home show. Na to eh. It was supposed to be the one final opportunity to make all of the stories matter heading into the pay-per-view. And yet, um, you know, after all, we are nowhere different than last week. Right. We didn't go forward. We just have you, stayed in place. Have you seen Anchorman? No, I haven't seen no, Anchorman. No, okay, okay. The, the big four-team brawl is actually kind of like... Everyone was joking about this on Twitter, by the way. It was kind of like uh, a parang their version of this major scene in Anchorman where uh, different rival news stations were actually involved in a free-for-all in this huge space. And it, even though it was fun, it didn't really add anything. Yeah. And this is kind of like the same thing. You just do it for the sake of doing it. 
so yeah, that that was just annoying. Like, I wish they just did not do that in the first place. It's weird because not only do I feel like my intelligence was insulted, but now I also feel like they don't have any intelligence at all because they just wasted our time with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yun, sobra sayang. Um, it, w- it was a missed opportunity to th- uh, that they could have used to you know get people excited for a very bland pay per view or what's looking like a bland pay per view. I think the only match I'm looking forward to in TLC is the tables match and Owens versus Ambrose. Mm. That's it. What would you have replaced the the match with? I, I would have given more time for the divas. Like, give Sasha and Becky another another chance. But they, they just got four minutes yeah, the week yeah, before. Yeah. You know, give them a rematch uh, at a ten minute or at mm. least because they they were um, the, what what I noticed on Raw as a whole was they were willing to give matches time mm-hmm. because that clusterfuck took about forty forty five minutes yeah 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 and then they had a Kevin Owens Dolph Ziggler match that took up mga twenty minutes mm-hmm. so they were open to giving matches some time because they were trying to do the NXT experiment thing on Raw so yeah I would have given the Divas match uh, you know some more time I would have given Owens and Ambrose more things to build off of. Rather than yung just that one segment where hinagisa ni Ambrose Owens ng, ng popcorn yeah, and iced yeah, yeah. tea. Because Owens was out for an entire week. Right. So they kind of needed to make it up to Owens and Ambrose to, get, to give their feud some steam. And Which was this is, nice, by the way. Yeah. It was nice. It, it, was, it was okay, but it could have used some more. Yeah. Like, give them, some, give them some promo time. Why is it that only the main event feud has to have the promo time? Right. So, yeah, that's what I would have uh, replaced the cluster. Go, going back with. to the match itself, though. But I don't... I also remember now and then, it was just so messy. Like, in theory, the Fatal 4-Way format would have worked. But it was just so messy that I couldn't really keep up. Even if I was tuning in, uh, you know, focusing completely. Like, I didn't even know when some people were eliminated. Yeah. Until... Lillian announced it. Yeah, until, you know, uh, things started getting... You know, a little more cleaner at the end. Sana, no? Sana, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, one, I wish they just didn't do it. Second, fuck, I, I forgot that one point I was about to bring up. That's fine. I mean, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about the clusterfuck. <laughs> it was just a complete waste of, waste of everything. Waste of people's talents, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, another thing that we got to talk about this week is... Related to some extent, and that's the development of stories. Mm-hmm. May, um, you know, one of the things that we that we enjoyed from this week's RAW uh. is the Miz Neville segment, right? And uh, this started in uh, last Friday's SmackDown, where Miz approached Neville and asked him to basically let him be the next quote unquote Daniel Bryan. He said about Daniel Bryan was kind of like Miz's protege at the start of his WWE career. Mm-hmm. So Miz is offering Neville all this Hollywood, all these Hollywood opportunities and all he has to do is say yes. And it's very simple. It's kind of shallow, but it works. It's not even shallow. But you think it's shallow, say it's Miz. Yeah. But it's not. Because and then it's kind of obvious that whoever is writing the story has no or has very little uh, involvement with Vince. Yeah. You can tell. You say, well, right now it's a, a bit smart. It could still turn out to be bad or good depending on where they go with it. It's kind of like the start of Miz and Mizdow. Mm. Now that I think about it. But uh, there is time and thought being put into this when you think about it. Yeah. 
And I guess it gives me a little glimmer of hope that things could turn around. But uh, it does feel like a video game storyline. It feels like something your character would 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 happen to him in would experience in season mode. Right, or in my career, right? Mm. So like you have your options. Parang uh, align with Miz, press triangle or X. Uh, tell Miz you can do uh, do it on your own. Shit like that. And honestly, like you know, having played the WWE video games as far back as SmackDown versus Raw, like the very first oh. one, a lot of the video game career arcs are actually pretty well written. Like well, the, up until here comes the pain, because they were just taken from the actual from actual TV. Yeah, which is saying something, by the way. If if a video game can take something from TV and use it properly, it means TV back in the day was. Decently written Yeah, whereas now Even the video game companies realize that This story is bullshit We yeah. have to make our own stories yeah. And it looks like video game creative Is way more creative than WWE creative When, you know, video game creative Is trying to create a sim of WWE so th- Well, you know, those are two different things Because video game creative Doesn't have to deal with as much bullshit As real life creative Yeah, I'll concede that But, um, you know, like I, I, I can name some stories off the top of my head from you know from WWE stories na, or WWE video games that mm. you know would actually work on TV mm. like the United Kingdom storyline from WWE 12, which is well, which close someone to the League of Nations. Yes, which you know we got what three years after the fact. Drew McIntyre yeah. is long gone. William Regal is long retired. Finley is now just a road agent, right? Mm-hmm. Parang sayang. It, it's something they could have done as early as 2011, 2012. And then uh, this whole Miz Neville storyline thing. Um, even the Undertaker story with the supernatural. Yeah, like, yeah, the orange stuff. I would have seen that on Raw if they pulled it off as well as they do well in, in the games and in Lucha Underground. Yeah, but like you can actually pull off a supernatural storyline in, in wrestling, in TV, if if you play your cards right. Yeah, because even though it's silly, if you just do it right and do it, I guess... Uh, I guess in a way now you commit to it enough that people will have no choice but to buy in or either either buy in or they t- tune out altogether. I think the you, thing you about it off. Yeah, I think the thing about audiences is willing naman tayo to suspend our disbelief. No, if you are willing. Yeah. I mean there there will always be some people who don't like that stuff. For sure. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is people will be willing if you give them a reason to care. Sure, yeah, exactly. Which if, is exactly what is happening with Ms. and Neville. It is literally, well, in a way, it's literally uh, an outward manifestation of the process of getting people to care about Neville. Yeah. Even though they already do, of course, we always need, like, uh, in, especially in this day and age, we always need that extra push in, uh, that extra effort in a character. And I hope that not just uh, it's not just Neville who gets this treatment. Like, why can't we have... Angles like the like these for guys like Fandango, Heath Slater, the Lucha Dragons, Lucha Dragons, even the prime time players. Especially when you have a gay guy, a gay wrestler who would like to explain his position or whatever. Yeah, he's very open about it. But yeah. see, Darren Young, it's on his fucking trunks. Yeah, he fucking does the equality sign when he's in the ring with with his arms, right? Um, you, uh, going back to Neville really quickly. What's nice about this story is it gives him a layer beyond being the young flippy shit guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to this, like Neville and Lucha Dragons, the difference is Neville is unmasked and has hair. <laughs> and the Lucha Dragons are masked guys. That's it. 
Diba? The Lucha Dragons don't really have much character added to them other than Kalisto once beat Ryback in the tournament. But um, if we can see things like this happen for Neville, it gives me a bit of hope. Not a lot, but just a little. Because, you know, this happened, that we can get something similar for everyone else who needs it. I hope that you know. I, I hope that this trend starts here and continues somewhere. Like um, the Charlotte example um, is another one that I I kind of am sold on now, especially because just because you act a certain way doesn't mean you're babyface or heel. And I'll, I'll tie this back to WWE 2K and how they uh, map out in character traits of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like just because a guy is babyface doesn't mean that lahat ng character traits are leading towards the positive. All right. Yeah. You have Dean Ambrose and R Truth who are very disrespectful. But they're still baby faces. Mm-hmm. So then they're disrespectful, uh, disrespectful side of the spectrum. It, um, as opposed to someone like Neville, who's just pure baby face. All of his traits are on the positive side. What I like about Charlotte is, and, and I saw this in, uh, in, in Joe the Grappler's review on Rappler, is that there are shades of gray to her character. And that's a good thing. Because uh, the last thing you want is for everybody to be this one-dimensional, uh, you know, monolithic character. I don't know then. I still don't know, to be honest with you. I still don't know if shades of gray, especially on top, are is or you know are good for business. But you know it works for Brock because Brock is Brock, yeah, and he has this undeniable charisma about him and this aura that he exudes. But not everyone has it. That's know? true. No, that's true. I think it'll depend on their dance partner. Not their dance partner. It depends on them. No, I think it depends on the dance partner. Cause I if, mean, like how people perceive them. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Yes. Because if let's say if, if Charlotte continues to be like this, mm-hmm. yung baho niya, but at the same time she's just so good. Nah, she. Uh, well, she's better. Not she's not super good, but she's better as a heel. Right. Right. She, so yung heel niya, but at the same time she still has some babyface qualities. But then you bring up say a babyface Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. If you turn Sasha Banks babyface, who everybody just loves, everybody chants we want Sasha, and you match them up against each other, I think people will buy into Sasha more they'll be on Team Sasha than Team Charlotte oh yeah of course so you know, I, I think it, it, it's a matter of finding the right opponent to mix them up with because if you give them let's say if, if you pit Brie Bella against Charlotte like this mm-hmm. it's not gonna fly because people don't care about Brie Bella as much as they will care about Sasha Banks right so there um, you know, th- that's my thing on the whole uh, shades of grey thing with, with Charlotte you know how I feel about it. Uh, I, you know, I just need to know if this, if you apply it to everyone else who needs it. Because not everyone can be a Brock Lesnar. Not everyone can be Randy Orton. Which is fair. Which is fair. Um, one last thing that we got to bring up and talk about before we bring in James Idol Martinez of the network. And we're so excited to get to him, by the way. Um, a, a news item came out this week since Daniel Bryan made a stop to Southeast Asia. He visited Kuala Lumpur and Singapore. But and not Manila. Not Manila. Jesus. Uh, and in one of the interviews he gave to a paper in Singapore, he said that this could be the end of his WWE career. Now, those are not his words in verbatim, but that was pretty much the message. And pretty weren't they his words in verbatim? Uh, more or less. I I, I don't want to just you know quote him specifically. Oh. It's like gonna not yung gist, right? How do we feel about this? Well, if you're anything like me, who you know who accepts things based on what they are, I'm not surprised because it's been like this for a while now. It's been like this last year. It's been like this this year. But on Christian, right? Yeah. It's as as you grow older as a wrestling fan, you just 
accept the truth that people will get beat up and some people get beat up more. I guess one question I want to bring up at this point is, is Daniel Bryan's career A, legendary already? B, is it Hall of Fame worthy already? A, yes. Uh, it, took, it took him long, but, it, but you know, he was still able to get to the biggest company in the world, get over to a point where the company had no choice, even when it didn't want to, to make him the top face. Even though he was not as sturdy as they would want him to be or as everyone would want him to be, uh, he made it to that moment. But uh, at this point, it, if considering your stature, considering uh, the kind of wrestler you are, the kind of person, the kind of athlete that you look like, that you are, it's impressive. It's amazing. It's groundbreaking. Uh, he blazed a trail for wrestlers like him. Yeah, not the traditional mold, right? And now, my that second... in itself is quite legendary. He's been through it all. He's been ROH champion. He's been both world champions in WWE. He's held every active championship yeah. in WWE. He's triple crown. Yeah, no, you new definition of Grand Slam actually. Triple crown. He's held everything. Yeah. Uh, now to my second point, is his career Hall of Fame worthy yes. at this point? Yes, then of course. Even Especially though for the same things. For the same things I said about question A. Even though his his run in WWE is basically a little less than five years. It doesn't matter. So what? People have been given the Hall of Fame, uh, have been inducted into the Hall of Fame even though they haven't set foot in WWE. Actually, it's a with the Hall of Fame thing. Mm. Uh, really interesting. Um, you know, some of the guys who we revere as legends oh. in WWE. Those guys who stayed in WWE for a long time, like mm. Rikishi, for yeah. example, right? they weren't really all that exactly. great. Exactly. Right? And then you have guys like Mick Foley, who had a great career. He won world championships, but his run in WWE was actually pretty short as an active competitor. Yeah. Five years. Oh. Right? Kind of like Daniel Bryan. Five yeah. years, which justifies, which um, I don't think, for me justifies it. I don't think the length of your tenure in WWE is a major factor. It, it's, on, it's really more about what you have done. With that time, I guess the reason uh, why I wanted to bring up the time bit is it's about it, it, it's a bit jarring for me. Nah, you know Mick Foley is such a beloved figure in WWE, but his active run was really just five years. Because in the man, Mick Foley was inducted for his entire career. I told you it's not just about what you do in the company. Yeah, he is really also about the contributions you've made to wrestling as a whole. So it, in a way. Because even though it's PR driven, the WWE Hall of Fame is pretty much like a wrestling Hall of Fame. What does it say though? Nah. Inoki was in the, the inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's true. So it's Fujinami, right? And Fujinami, no, Fujinami's been in the WWE. Oh, was he? Okay, I, I didn't know that. What does it say though? Nah, a lot of these names who we recognize for the longest time, they haven't had the longevity of a Cena or an Orton. It doesn't. Well, like well, who? Uh, Steve Austin, for example, oh. his active run is only seven years. But why is the active run, the length of the active run, such a big deal? I guess, parang na, uh, it, it says a lot, naman, about their about how how lasting their impact was. Now, in just seven short years, until now, people still talk about Steve Austin. Oh. People still talk about The Rock. It, for me, it's just so it's so amazing. Now, I hope na. Ten years from now, if Daniel Bryan's WWE career ended today, mm. ten years from now, I, from now, I hope they still revere him the same way we. I would think they will the because more people have seen him in the WWE, and there will always be more people who have seen him there than there will be people who know him because of what he's done in the Indies. 
You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's the sample size. It's the audience, it's the market. And I'm if his career ended today, they will always be talking about what he's done in the company. And if it, if they, if that drives them to look up whatever he's done before that, then great. But since since the WWE is like the biggest company in the world, there is no there's little choice actually but for people to talk about what he accomplished in the WWE. One last question before we uh, we get off the Daniel Bryan topic. If his career ended today, will there still be what ifs to him? Yeah, of course. Um, there will always be a what if on how he would have carried the company as uh, a ground, a breakthrough world champ, a world champion of the people. Yeah. Uh, last year, I think you know you know didn't what if because like he made it to the top, mm. and then when he made it to the top, that's when he just fell off. Mm. Like he didn't have the chance to, like you said, carry the company and for the company to really test whether or not he could draw money. I think the biggest contribution his career has given us and the WWE, well, actually more of us as wrestling fans, as people who watch and experience wrestling, is that. His accomplishments were pretty much proof that the underdog story can ultimately succeed, especially in this day and age. And uh, to your point, just to add to that, nah, if you are loud enough mm. and get behind the superstar enough... And if the superstar is actually willing, magnetic yes. enough, magnetic he, and great enough... yeah. Then we can actually push this guy to where we want him to be. Like It doesn't even matter anymore Nah, he only had, what, a month-long... Championship run after WrestleMania, yeah, uh, or he lost in 18 seconds. Yeah, all that matters, I think, at this point, and it's actually um, a, a nice bookend, I guess. All that matters is that he made it. Yeah, uh, he literally beat the odds. And on the bright side, he never lost the titles to anybody. Yeah, kind of like no, he yeah. lost it to vacant. That's all. Yeah, Palace Edge. Mm. All right, uh, that brings us to uh, to this week's interview with our, well, for the very first time, we're going to be having him. Orientation kami. Yes, with James Idol Martinez, the leader of the network. That's coming up in a bit. And right after that, our predictions for TLC 2015 and NXT TakeOver London. This is the Dennis Rodman episode of the SGP Podcast. Tama-tama, may bad boy tayo. Our guest is finally here, and this is the moment that we have all been waiting for ever since we found out that this guy was going to make his PWR debut. So let's hear it from the man himself, the leader of the network and one of PWR's hottest new stars, James Idol Martinez. Welcome to the SGP Podcast. Magandang gabi kung sa mga downlines na nakikinig ngayon or sa mga hindi pa downlines after this segment. Most probably downlines na kayo. Good evening, Stan. Good evening, Ro. Good evening, Idol. Good evening, guys. Kamusta sa taas ng pyramid? Medyo mainit eh. Kasi wala akong kasama doon kasi medyo top of the pyramid. So, ako lang mag-isa ron. Medyo boring kasi parang yung nabot mo na lahat. Parang nasa'yo na lahat. Parang medyo stressful eh. Kasi halimbawang sa akin, parang personal ko. At the end of the day, dapat meron lang akong... Minsan, dapat 1K na lang sa wallet eh. Pero minsan, 7pm na, meron parang akong 4K. Parang, parang, parang ito, parang maggagabi na. So, medyo stressful. So, um, kung tinatang nyo, kamusta yung pagiging leader ng network, medyo, akala nyo lang masaya kasi hindi pa kayo nakakarating doon. Pero ako, ever since nag-start ako, nandun ako. So, 
iba yung insight ko, medyo mahirap, medyo stressful. Alright. Now, marami tayong mga listeners at marami mga members of the Revo Nation na naintriga nung no, nakita nila yung, yung picture mo sa PWR Facebook page na so, magde-debut si James Idol Martinez. Pero para sa mga hindi pa nakanood ng PWR or mga hindi nakanood ng PWR Live, sino ba si James Idol Martinez? Ano ba ang pakay mo dito? <laughs> um, nakita nyo naman siguro or at least sa mga pictures sa mga hindi pa nakanood, medyo... Hindi ako ganun ka yung body ko, hindi ganun kasi kaya ko makipagsabay sa mga katawan nila. Kasi, for a main reason, kasi hindi naman talaga ako wrestler. Ako isang networker. So, <laughs> so parang sabihin yung payat ako, hindi, kasi hindi ko talaga nagbibuild for, ano eh, parang wala akong time for sarili ko na i-build up. Kasi wala na akong time para ubusin yung pera ko. Ano pa yung magbabodybuild pa ako? So, parang as James Martinez, James Idol, quote-unquote, Um, antito ko sa PWR ngayon, uh, recently I debuted because not for the for the championships, uh, I'm here for fame, for fortune. Kasi outside PWR, na nagawa ko na lahat eh, parang nabut ko na yung top ng network. So, try ko naman yung, since network nga, parang you're into hmm. papalawakan mo yung networks mo, try ko yung mga wrestlers sa PWR, try ko rin i-monetize yung, oy, Gusto mo ba ng ganito? Gusto mo na bang ganyan? Meron ako nito. Sali ka sa network ko. So basically, I'm not here to wrestle. I'm here to hustle. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, quite, that's, that's quite the pitch. Yeah. And for someone like yourself na wala pang isang taon mula na nagsimula kang mag-training sa bootcamp. And yet, nung nag-debut ka, meron ka lang isang downline. Si Bruno yes. Bernardo. So tell us about that. Paano, paano kayo naging in cahoots ni Bruno Bernardo? At paano mo siya nakumbinsi at nahikaya at sumali ng network? Kasi before sa bootcamp, um, hindi, hindi pa kami talaga magkakilala before nung nag-start yung bootcamp. So, pagdating sa bootcamp, uh, actually, nauna siya sa akin, parang medyo, medyo lost tong batang to. Ha. Parang, <laughs> anong, parang walang direction to. So, ako naman, as opportunist, walang okay to. Ha. Parang, as a networker, oy, may, wala ka bang balak gawin sa buhay mo? Or, gusto mo bang magkaroon ng pera? Parang, parang kununti-kunti ko siyang invite na, Uh, sama ka na lang sa akin, body tayo. So hanggang, sa, hanggang sa bandang pag-graduate na kami, pag-graduate na ako, ayun, parang sangan dikit na kami. Okay, may tanong ako. Uh, sabi mo, hindi ka dito para mag-wrestle. Nandito ka para mag-hustle. Pero kahit pa paano, uh, sumali ka sa bootcamp. So kahit pa paano, meron kang uh, kahit konting ano, abilidad. Hindi no, lang abilidad. Kumbaga, appreciation din for pro wrestling. So, meron nga ba? Sorry, wala kasi akong appreciation eh. Isa lang, isa lang bagay lang na-appreciate ko kasi. Guys, huwag niyo akong pagtawalan kasi totoo Na-appreciate ko yung mga bagay na may halaga. Actually, may face, um, parang value as in money. May value ng money. So, pagdating ko dun sa bootcamp, ano bang meron dito? People na nag-wrestling, parang naisip ko tuloy, bakit nag-wrestling itong mga tao to? Siguro gusto nilang fame, fortune, parang bragging rights na nakikita ako sa TV. Parang ako naman, meron na akong ganun na. So parang subukan kong itong mga taong to, guys, yung hinahanap nyo sa bootcamp, ang hahanapin nyo sa PWR, meron na ako. Pag gusto nyo sumama sa akin, sabay-sabay tayo sa taas. Oh, correction. Nasa taas ako, sunod lang kayo sa akin sa baba. Okay. 
Now, alam kong uh, you've spent enough time sa bootcamp para makilala mo both yung mga established veterans and yung mga up-and-comers. So, taking a look at the roster today, sino yung masasabi mong merong particular ranks? Kasi diba yung pyramid, di naman yan, ano lang eh, uh, isang ladder yan, marami yung rango, di ba? Oh, so, sino sa tingin mo ilalagay mo sa particular form of hierarchy? Like, sino yung mga ruby level? Sino yung mga nasa mga particular What levels? Ruby? Sa akin, I don't care. Basta ako nasa taas. Kung sino mag-rumble-rumble sila, basta... Second lang yung pinaka, sabihin nyo yung pinakamataas sa mata ninyo. Sa mata ko, second lang siya. Basta ako lagi akong priority, lagi akong number one. Kasi, guys, hindi ko tatawagin idol yung sarili ko kung hindi ako idol. So, basta bahala kayo sa baba, basta ako nasa taas. Alright, now we gotta ask you though about your wrestling. Kasi at the end of the day, we are still PWR. Oh, kahit di, kahit di ka man interesado masyado sa pag-wrestling, nire-wrestling ka pa rin. Nandito ka kasi, di ba? So et- ito pa rin ang, ang ating trade, di ba? Ang ating negosyo. So, um, ano yung style mo para sa mga hindi pa nakakapanood ng isang James Idol Martinez match? How do you how do you wrestle when when you're in the ring? Kasi di na, di na pwedeng laging hustle. Eh. Oo. Oh. Pero yung... yung... Uh, as a debutant last time, medyo kinulang ako. Uh-huh. Pero despite na may pagkukulang ako sa akin, yung products ko, sila yung, nag, ano, sila yung nagpuno ng pagkukulang ko. Kung nabalitaan nyo, meron akong idol supplements. Oh, Parang sinabi yeah. na, mukha bang wrestler yan? Ang payat. Nung, nung in-introduce ko yung idol supplements ko, Wow! Even JDL, parang he is revered as one of the best or maybe the best wrestler in PWR today. Uh. Pero anong nangyari? Dahil sa supplements na yun, na, narinig nyo naman siguro or napanood nyo, the referee counted clean, the referee counted clear. One, two, three. And here's your winner, James Idol Martinez. So, hindi na ako magsasabi kung worth it ba ako mag-wrestling or what. Basta, dahil sa products ko, wow. I made my debut match eh, isang panala. I wasn't there at PWR Live, but I've seen the tapes, pinakita na sa akin, pinanood ko sa office, and I was also hearing things from a lot of people. And it was clear na Main Max was also at your match, nag-interfere siya. Kaya ang, ang, ang claim ni JDL is he lost because of Main Max's interference. Down line mo ba si Main Max? Yun yung question. <laughs> um, I don't know about Main Max, pero siguro interesado siya. Kasi hindi ko naman siya inimbita eh, pero... Bakit siya nandun? And take note, yung sinasabi nyo na yung uh, sinasabi ni JDL, ni Jake DeLeo na no, hindi ako natalo. Parang it's because of main max. Ganyan naman mga Pilipino. Walang walang natatalo. Meron lang nananalo sa kayo nadadaya. In that particular case, si JDL, nadaya, quote and quote. So, kayo na lang humusga. So, Follow-up question to that is, may connection na ba ang network sa Royal Flush? Dahil na ba sila? Or mag-orientation ba sila sa inyo? Um, sa akin kasi personally, wala pa akong intentions na uh, spread ko yung network ko sa Royal Flush. Pero, Bakit naman? Um, kasi si Brian Leo kasi, you know that guy, parang kung ako sa, sa akin, okay, uh, invite kita, pero in time, you have to fall in line. Kasi may mga taong gustong pumili, eh. mga gustong maging downless, mga sa Revolution, ang dami agad eh. Parang, sabihin ko, um, isang concrete example, Main Max. Sa kanya, tao na mismo ni, ni Brian Leo yon Pero, hindi ko siya ni-invite, pero at nung match ko, nandun siya. So, parang, ano bang iisipin ng mga tao, di ba? Parang, ako, bakit ka nandito? Siguro, interesado ka sa akin. So, 
Kung sasabihin naman niya formally, wala man problema sa akin. Oh. Ako naman kasi more on vocals ako. So, may, pr- may proseso to. Yan. Sabihin na lang, walang problema. At saka open-minded ka yeah. naman, di ba? Yes, yes. May tanong ako, may tanong ako. Uh, ano ang kailangan gawin ng mga downline mo para sa mga hindi nakakaalam? Kunyari, anong ginawa ni Bruno Bernardo noong naisipan niyang maging downline mo? Um, met- Siyempre, as a networking, meron tayong pay-in cash involvement. Pero, maliit na detalye lang yon Maliit, uh, maliit. Pero, maliit, maliit. maliit. <laughs> Huwag na natin pag-usapan yun kasi medyo... Ah, confidential, na, confidential. Pero pag nagkapit tayo sa Temple Drive, mapapag-usapan ba natin yan? Walang problema. Kayo, kung kayo nag-i-invite sa akin, ang, di ba ang networking, kami networkers, kami pa ang nag-i-invite. Eh kung kayo nag-i-invite, why not? Di ba? Ang gusto nyo, dito na tayo. Bakit ba tayo niya sa cafe? Dali, sige. Assume natin na ito na yung orientation. Oh. So, kunwari, gusto mong gawing downline kami ni Ro at nandito tayo, paano mo kami gagawing downline? So, pa, si Mr. C, lalo mong gusto mong downline niya. Ang dami ng pera. Yan. Yan ang gusto ko. Pera. <laughs> ang ganito lang, every time na magpapakita ako in public, dapat lagi kayo nakasuporta. Hmm. You can show your support by wearing anything green. Okay. Green. And, tapos, dap, hindi nyo kaya address as Mr. Martinez, James Martinez. No, you address me as idol. And kapag ginawa ko yung hand sign ko, parang you cheer for me. Okay. Definitely. Kasi parang yun yung sign na sumusuporta ka talaga. Eh. Pero other than that, may pera pa rin siyempre. Networking. Mm. Pero wag, kayo ba lang? Pag gusto pag-usapan yung pera, ako. Marami na kasi akong pera eh. Pero mm. as a networking kasi, ganun talaga, ganun talaga tumatakbo yung business eh. Parang magbibigay ng pera. Ako, hindi na ako about sa pera kasi marami na ako nun. Pero kung magbibigay ko ng pera sa akin, okay, why not? Yung mga downline mo ba, pwede silang kumuha ng downline nila. Tapos yung downline nila, magka-cash in sa kanila. Yes, yes, pwede. Um, actually, Bruno has, uh, he's eyeing one of the bootcampers right ah, now eh. Sino, pero, sino. pero hindi ko pa... <laughs> Maybe in time, malalaman nyo rin. Okay. Pero, yun, yun lang yung update sa mga, yung, yung sa tanong mo na, mga downlines ko, pwede pa bang mag-downlines oh. ulit? Yes. Pwede. Pwede. pwede, pwede. Okay. Now, everybody calls you Idol, di ba? People were chanting your name at PWR Live, or people were, were talking about James Idol Martinez, pero etong gusto matanong about you. Sino ang iyong idol? Meron ka bang mga in-idolize growing up, whether sa networking man or sa wrestling? Um, there, there are times na naisip ko nung bata ako bakit bakit nga ba idol kasi nung bata pa lang ako ha take note mm. idol yung talaga ako oh, okay. pero hindi pa siya formally okay, siyempre parang nung bata kasi ako um, pansin nyo naman physically frail ako so oh. pero though physically frail ako matalino ako okay. hindi sa pagmamayabang pero matalino talaga okay, ako kasi <laughs> <laughs> hindi guys ayoko sa mayabang <laughs> ayoko sa mayabang kasi oh. and ayoko rin sa mga taong hipokrito okay. so sabihin nyo mayabang ako pero may pagmamayabang ako nung okay. bata ako um, sobrang lit ko so parang mm. medyo undersized ako for oh. my age okay. then then since matalino ako ang ginawa ko humanap ako ng mga, mga bully kids mga malalaki mm. so Oy, gusto niya na bang lunch? Gusto niya na ba yung hati-hati tayo? Kasi hindi naman ang malakas kumain nun eh. So, mm. half tayo. Yung mga assignments niyo, copy niyo sa akin. Pero under one condition. Parang during recess time, break times, and dismissal, magkakasama tayo. Parang, wow. those guys were brutes. Hindi nila alam <laughs> kung ano na kinakapitalize ko na yung ano nila. So, okay, parang nag-work naman siya. 
Pero tapos naging notorious ako noon sa school. So notorious na in a sense na hindi ako bully mm-hmm. pero alam ng mga schoolheads na this guy is the head. Mm-hmm. Parang same din ng paglaki ko. Parang naging nature ko na yun uh-huh. na mga mga apitalize sa mga tao, mga people's weaknesses parang ina-exploit ko. Then naisip ko may idol pa ba ako? May idol pa ba ako? Buti nilang ako yung idolin ko yung sarili ko. <laughs> And then it makes sense. It made sense. Kasi bata pa lang ako. O nga no. Kung third person ako, may kita ko yung James Martinez tong bata ako. Aidolin ko rin yun. So, so, binalik, so binalik ko yung persona ko. Ako na lang sarili kong idol. Parang make sense naman. So yung sagot mo na ako, meron ba akong in-idol or mas bata ako? Wala. Pero sabihin mong meron, meron kasi... Uh, idol ko sarili ko. Okay, so, kailan mo naisipan na, di ba, nung, nung bata ka, uh, yun yung ginagawa mong parang operation, MO, kumbaga. So, kailan mo naisipan na magtayo na ng pyramid? Um, after ko graduate ng high school, around oh. mga ganong age, oh. kasi magka-college ako, parang, Mag-aaral ba ako ng college? Eh kung eh, medyo nag-boom kasi yung networking nun eh. Mga, pwede uh-huh. mo mag-drop down ng mga ano, mga legit na networking. Oo oh, naman. Royal. Baka legit naman. Legit naman hindi ko. Hindi, yung legit na yung nakikilala sa ibang, ah, okay. ano, sa ibang yung fields. Bakit na lang hindi ako magtaro, magtayo ng sarili kong networking? And I'll name that as network. Parang, as simple lang. Parang, pangalan pa lang alam na nila. So, <laughs> network. So, inumbata naman ako, alam ko yung ganong sistema na parang mm. medyo triangular nga okay. yung, ano, yung organizational mm. chart. So, mm. trinay ko. And then, matalino naman ako. So, sorry. Sorry kung nagmamata. Ayun. <laughs> uh, medyo naging successful nga. And then, up this day, successful siya. Ngayon, itatry ko ngayon ikalat sa PWR. Kung, Di ba, nakikita naman natin, may mga wrestlers na red, mm-hmm. red, blue, black, yellow, <laughs> JDL. Tatry kong kulahin ng green yung PWR. <laughs> Bakit green pala? Green is the color of prosperity kasi. Parang yeah. kung dollar, di ba? Lahat ng dollars green. So, Pati yung green. green din yun. Okay. Yes, yes. Alright, now, after PWR Live, a lot of people were talking about you. But I want to know your perspective. So, how was it like getting all of these reactions? And how did people receive James Idol Martinez after your debut? Have you not seen? Have you not heard? Um, sa akin kasi, kung i-judge, i-evaluate ko yung sarili ko. Uh, yung alignment ko, medyo bad guy ako eh. Pero, hindi ko alam, but these people are rooting for a bad guy like me. Wait, so, inaami mong bad guy ka? No, parang... I'm the nicest bad guy you'll ever know. Kasi, um, sabi natin yung boastful ako, mayabang oh. ako. Kasi si JDL agad yung hinamon ko. Eh. Oh. So, yung ito third person ko, itong James Idol Martinez to, mayabang. So, okay. alignment nito, automatically bad guy. Pero, looking back, bad guy ako, pero chinichir ako. Parang, hindi ko alam tuloy ngayon kung bad guy ako. Aminado akong bad guy ako kasi mayabang ako. Pero mayabang, automatically bad guy sa akin. <laughs> Pero these people, parang sumusuporta pa rin sila. So, inisip ko tuloy, itong mga taong to, pagus nila maging downline. So, parang, <laughs> okay, capitalize natin yung situation kasi medyo opportunista nga. So, uh-huh. next, next time, 
invite ko siya formally uh, formal invitation na gusto niya ba talaga maging dowel na parang <laughs> so ngayon naghahanda ka na para sa Terminus kasi sa Terminus it'll be at the same place and if if mm. not the same people from PWR mm. Live they'll be bringing their friends so yes. it's a bigger opportunity for you and the network na maghanap ng bagong downline yes. now at Terminus you'll be having uh, your, your first multi-man match in the Path of Gold diba? eight men mm. and you'll be competing for the opportunity to select which championship you want uh, to, to go for, to challenge. Etong tanong ko sa'yo, James Idol Martinez, twofold siya. Yung una, anong strategy mo heading into Path of Gold? At pangalawa, kung nanalo ka, aling championship ang, ang minamata mo? Susubukan mo bang bilhin or i-recruit yung mga kalaban mo? Uh, yun lang. Yung sa first mong tanong, parang strategy ko, yung sinasabi nilang marami kang kalaban against your odds. No! Parang sa akin, opportunity yun eh. Halimbawang, pagka nag, nag-orientation ka, siyempre ang gusto mo, maraming tao. Parang instead na pa isa-isa, parang sayang yung effort mo eh. Mm. Kung mag-orientation ka ng marami, better. So, first multiman, I'm up against seven people. So, instead of one times seven, so seven times mas marami yung pwede kong i-recruit. So, <laughs> sa akin, hindi siya masama. Sa akin, magandang bagay to. So, and parang na... Parang nasag- nasagap ko na no DQ raw. Yes. So, and the only way that you can eliminate your opponent is via pinfall or, or, submission. or submission. So, walang say yung referee. So, bahala, bahala na yung no DQ. Medyo capitalize natin yung numbers. May involved ba si Bruno Bernardo? Kung kailangan yata eh. Definitely kailangan ko eh. Okay. Ang dami nun eh. <laughs> so out of those seven, out of, uh, out of your hmm. seven opponents, sino sa tingin mo ang pinaka-likely ang pinaka likely na maging downline mo? Uh, para sa akin, si JDL. Kasi, <laughs> siya talaga yung number yes, one yes. candidate mo. Yes, kasi before kami na naglaban eh. Parang kung ako si JDL, sino ba tong taong to? James Idol Martinez. <laughs> At the end of the day, natalo ko nitong James Idol Martinez na to. So meron na siya agad um, advantage. Parang meron na siyang edge na Halimbawa, kila Bombay Suarez na hindi pa ako nami-meet. Kumbaga si JDL, this guy, tinalo na ako nito. Baka next time, maging downline na ako ng guy nito. So sa akin, kasi nakaharap ko na siya before. So kahit paano, kilala niya na ako na I'm a, I am a force to reckon with. So sa out of seven people, JDL lang bet kong una ako magiging downline dyan. Wow, that's confident, ha? Huh? Yes. Okay. Maganda yung reasoning niya doon. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Now, if you win sa Path of Gold, like I, I announced on Facebook this week, magkakaroon ka ng pagkakataon na mag-challenge either for the PWR Championship or the PHX Championship. Alin ang pipiliin mo? Which champion's head are you gunning for kung nanalo ka sa Path of Gold? Kung mananalo ka sa Path of Gold, sorry, medyo, pero medyo bastos yung pagkakasabi mo. <laughs> kung mananalo ako. So, iniisip mo, hindi pa, may chances na hindi pa ako mananalo. Take note, ikaw, ikaw na rin ang nagsabi as PWR manager, no DQ. Ako matalino ako, alam ko how to exploit the weaknesses of every and every opportunity na pwede. So, definitely ako yung mananalo. Anong gagawin ko? Pwede bang pakiulit yung tanong mo? Anong gagawin mo pag nanalo ka na? Please. please. O sige, pagbigyan natin si James Idol Martinez. Anong gagawin mo pag nanalo ka na sa Path of Gold? Um, title shot for PHX or PWR title. Actually, wala talaga akong plano for any belts or any titles. Siguro pag, pag nakuha ko na siya, siguro ibebenta ko na lang ulit. <laughs> Tapos, pero yun eh. Yung title belt, ang, title, ang representation na ng greatness, di ba? Parang 
meron kang bragging rights kasi title holder ka. Outside PWR, halos ganun na rin ako eh. Mm-hmm. Kasi top of the network na ako, parang anin ko pa yung fame, anin ko pa yung yung bragging rights. Eh, nakuha ko na siya before, so give chance to others. Pero, <laughs> syempre, meron pa rin kapalit May ng kapalit. pera. <laughs> so, ikaw pa yung benevolent, pero when you're a champion, you're the one who's earning the most paychecks. This is the reason why Brian Leo... Sorry, no, sorry. This is the reason why Brian Leo continues to make first world money. It's the reason why Brian Leo has endorsements now and makes a lot of TV op- TV appearances. Hindi ba opportunity yan para maghanap ng downline? Um, excuse me. Brian Leo, sinasabi niyang he's a first worlder. Pero yung the way na he acts na I'm using, I'll, I'll use this PWR title for exposure, for ganyan. Hindi yung tunay na first worlder eh. Ako, galing akong Pilipinas, pero yung sinasabi niyang first world na, ano, first world experience, nagawa ko na yun, nandun na ako eh. So, I can judge na Brian Leo, he's not a real first worlder. Kasi, wow, firing kasi, shots at Brian Leo. Sabihin niyo nang mayabang ako, pero <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Ganun kasi nature ko. <laughs> so, parang, ako, tigaya mo na, ibang tao na yun, kasi naabot ko na lahat. Wala na akong, actually, nag-uubos na ako ng oras, nag-uubos ako ng pera. So, kaya andito sa PWR, yun nga, nasabi ko. So, sige, kung yung title shots na yun, bibigay ko na lang sa iba. Hindi, ibibigay ko kapalit no, pera. Tapos yung pera na yun, bahala na, sunugin ko na lang, whatever. <laughs> so, na-establish natin na you're here for one reason alone, and it's to make more downlines, make more money. But what is the goal for James Idol Martinez at the end of the day? Like, an- ano yung goal na pag nakamit mo na, okay ka na, contento ka na? Kasi parang, ano eh, puro... Kasi lagi kang everyday may pera ka eh. Parang hindi naman nata natatapos yun. Hindi naman nata tumitigil yun. So, kaya ano nga yung... Actually, by the minute, dumadagdag pa rin oh, sa akin. Eh. So, what's the ultimate goal for one James Idol Martinez? Ang ultimate goal ko lang is, even though I'm a boastful guy, I'm oh. a bad guy, gusto ko yung makita ko yung revelation, lahat naka-color green. Lahat ng resters naka-color green, even Mr. C. Yung coat niya, coat and tie niya, color white and green. Parang medyo petty, medyo petty yung goal ko sa PWR. Pero, kasi, wala na akong ibang goals kasi. Yung mga sinasabi yung goals na title, naabot ko na eh. So, yung mga small things na lang na mga ganun, yun na yung nagpapasaya sa akin. Kasi yung pera, hindi na ako napapasaya ng pera. Yung thing, hindi na ako napapasaya. So, yung mga maliit na bagay na kulay ng color ng shirt, parang masaya na ako doon. So, ultimate goal ko is, Revolution, lahat naka-color green. Even yung ring, naka-green. Even the walls or whatever. So, pati yung logo, naka-green din. Uh, kung, kung pwede lang, ba't hindi? Diba? So, um, you know, with, with Terminus being just two weekends away, anong message mo para sa lahat ng mga kalaban mo sa Path of Gold at para sa Revolution at sa mga downliners mo? Ito na yung spiel mo. So. This is your, your chance. Um, tulad nung sa mga makakalaban ko sa... Terminus sa Path of Gold, nakita nyo naman yung post sa page. Lahat kayo naka-green na polo shirt. Medyo, medyo hindi ka lang maganda kasi busy kasi ako. Eh. MS so, Paint lang yun eh. Time is money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ang akin lang, ihanda nyo na yung mga green yung damit. Handa nyo yung pera nyo. Kasi sa Terminus, at the end of the game, end of the day, ako ang mananalo. I promise you that. So kung meron man kayong sabihin yung dirty player to, hindi maganda yung pagkapanalo, gumamit siya ng third party, nag-outsource siya ng, okay, whatever, basta ako yung mananalo. Sa mga, sa Revenation, isa lang ang sinasabi ko sa inyo. Isa lang ang hiling ko sa inyo. Whatever 
na mangyari sa akin, please, wear color green. At ano ang masasabi mo tungkol sa mga haters mo? Sa mga haters mo? Sa mga haters ko, keep hating. Marami akong pera. <laughs> Sorry, wala masabi. Kasi, unless, paulit-ulit, marami akong pera, marami akong pera. So, wala maisip, marami akong pera. <laughs> And uh, last question before we let you go, Idol, kasi alam natin na busy, busy ka. Busy ka. Oh, may, yes. may, may magasign ka pa. Oo. Oh, uh, last question, anong Christmas wish ni James Idol Martinez? Na mayroon na ang lahat. Oo. Oh. Uh, Para sa Chow King na lang yun eh. Oo nga eh. Na commercial na sa Chow King. Pero a- anong Christmas wish na isang James Idol Martinez? What, what, would, you, what would make you happy ng- uh, ngayong Kapaskuhan? Uh, uh, sana, uh, yung magpapasaya sa akin, sana revelation sa lahat ng mga makakarinitig nitong podcast na to, sana makuha ko yung pangalan nyo, yung contact number nyo, address nyo, and kung may bank account kayo, sana makuha ko rin para pagdating ng 24 ng gabi, magbibigyan ko kayo. So, sana lahat na lang makilala ko kayo lahat para lahat kayo mabibigyan ko sa Pasko. Ako yung Santa Claus nyo ngayong Pasko. <laughs> ano yung kapalit na ano? Uh, Christmas naman eh. So, mag- magiging mapagbigay ako. Okay, Dumayabang ako. Sige, for free na yan. <laughs> And uh, one last thing. Ano yung mga social media pages ng network at ni James Idol Martinez? Um, social media, medyo busy kasi ako. So, yung sa Facebook lang ako, so, um... Hindi ko kasi talaga alam yung page ko kasi hindi ako nagme-maintain noon. Mm. Eh. Parang pinapangalan ko, oy, lagay mo idol. Pero hindi talaga ako kasi busy akong tao eh. <laughs> Medyo meron naman siya sa PWR page. Parang i-search na lang network-pwr. All right. So you can find uh, James Idol Martinez and Bruno Bernardo, uh, the network-pwr. Ah, pwedeng mag-bat in. Ah, sige, sige. Pwedeng akin yung last question. Ah, ah, ah sige. Okay lang ba? Ah, sige, oh, sige. Oh, sige. Ano naman? Stan Row. Oh. Open-minded ba kayo? <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen that coming. Okay. Uh, James Idol Martinez, maraming salamat. Uh, and and uh, Merry Christmas and good luck sa'yo sa PWR Terminus. Thank you, thank you Stan. Thank you, Ro. You know what? After talking to James Idol Martinez, I don't think anyone can blame us both if we start being open-minded. Mm. Even though he's admittedly a bad guy, parang mahirap hindi yan eh. And he's not ashamed about anything. Oh. How can you how, how can you say no to somebody like that? <laughs> well, it's easy to say no. Anyway, uh, we'll be seeing more of James Idol Martinez and the network in future PWR events. And the, the next one is obviously Terminus, December 19 at I Academy Auditorium. But before we get to that, we have a couple of huge wrestling events that we got to predict. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with TLC, which is going to be on Monday morning, come Manila time. matches in TLC? Six matches are advertised. Thank God there, there, there is no stairs match. Yeah. You know, the initial TLC logo, though, had stairs attached to it. Hello, yeah. Yes. Jesus Christ. It still did. So I was actually afraid that we'd have a stairs match Fuck, again. Fucking stairs match. So Jesus. Let's, let's, let's go through this. Uh, let's go through um, you know, the card. Let's start off with Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger in a chairs match for the U.S. title. Okay. Obviously, this is ADRs. Oh, yeah, obviously. So let's move on. Eight-man tag team elimination tables match between the ECW Originals and the Wyatt Family. Ito sayang to. I wish this, this, this happened a tables month ago. Tables match, right? Tables match, yeah. I wish this happened a month ago. Bagay for Survivor Series. Uh, well... It would have written itself. Well, it also kind of wrote itself here with the presence of the Dudleys. Ah, yeah. With the tables. Lalo, di ba? Parang medyo sumakto siya sa timing ng December event. Kahit paano. Fine. Um, I'm giving this to the Wyatt family. They need Obviously, a quality yeah. win. No, no. If the Wyatt family don't win it here, I think I'm going to give up on them. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, there is no way 
they can save the Wyatt family unless they go on a year-long monster run. Which they, they aren't even going to get. Yeah. Say, at this point, if they've lost to every old guy, what's the point? And there are a foursome, right? Yeah. And, and they're supposed to be a, a foursome to be reckoned with. You know, okay. if the Wyatt family lose, downline nila sila ng network. Oh. Matutuwa pa ako. But how, you know, how would four old guys, to be honest with you, how would four old guys beat a team of monsters? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Divas match. Charlotte versus Paige with Ric Flair in Charlotte's corner for the Divas Championship. I think Charlotte has to win if they want to turn her heel. Because if, if, sta- if she loses the title to Paige and then she eventually turns heel, it doesn't have as much gravitas. Mm-hmm. So I think Charlotte has to retain. And then Becky Lynch challenges at the next pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, they're not setting up for a Charlotte you know, for a Charlotte loss at all. Yeah. Uh, there's no way, especially with the new uh, edge to her character, uh, they're going to keep it on her for a while. And Becky Lynch might be challenging next, but that also doesn't mean she's going to win. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think Becky Lynch is being set up to be Yung hardcore Holly from 2003 or 2004. No, 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 not even. Yung baby face lang, and then like you know, they build her up a little bit to be a credible challenger. Mas matagal sa yung question nang yun kasi ay hardcore Holly nung panahon. Yeah, fine. I I will agree with that. It's just you know, um, they're kind of in the same peg right now. Now they're being built up to be a credible challenger, but they're not really gonna sniff the title. Like that's it. Yeah, of course. But uh, not because that doesn't make her hardcore Holly. Yeah. Doesn't, but you know, same, same, same stratosphere. No, no. So that, that is an insult to all challengers if you call them the hardcore Holly. I guess I just think of it as hardcore Holly because that's when when I started watching. But like that, that was well, yeah, my idea. Of, update, you, know. you have to update your metaphors. Because okay, not everyone is a hardcore Holly. Because hardcore Holly was a jobber basically who just got, got the, one solid angle. Who got the title shot because he got injured back in you know back a while back by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Triple Threat Tag Team Ladder Match, which you know some people actually call this a remake right? of of the original TLC from oh. back in the day. Uh, it's the New Day versus the Usos versus the Lucha Dragons, and I think the New Day will retain. Yeah, uh, no. unless you know, um, if they were to lose, though, who would they drop it to? I would say it's time to drop it to the Lucha Dragons, not the Usos. Mas mag- mas maganda yung Usos on the chase eh. You know? It's like a lot of face challengers eh. They're, they're actually like the John Cena of the tag team division, diba? Yeah. The Usos are like the, the scenes of, the, of, of their division. Um, can this become a series though? The way that it was for the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian from a decade ago. Or, you know, more than a decade ago. It depends on how far they're allowed to go. Maybe you can, you know... You can up the stakes when it's time for WrestleMania. Yeah, pero you, you, it's I don't know either. Okay. Uh, last two matches on the card: Intercontinental Championship. It's just a singles match between Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose. I think Kevin Owens still wins. Puede, pero puede ring the other way. I don't mind them trading the belt for a long, a prolonged feud. Yeah, neither would I. It's just parang walang momentum si Ambrose heading into. Yeah, exactly. It. If he wins, he, that's the momentum he needs. So it, it kickstarts it as opposed yeah. to like you know having this momentum do, and then being poised this, to I win. Mean, you know, you don't necessarily need momentum to win something. For sometimes the win is actually the, what you need. 
So that that kickstarts everything. Yeah, if he, especially a guy who needs it as much as Ambrose. What's the last time Ambrose had a quality win? Outside uh, of him, no, outside of that. Parang wala ba? Uh, yeah. But uh, he, he's kind of like the Wyatt family in that in that sense. Nah, uh, he hasn't really had that signature win. Now you can point that. You say, Uh, the way you build up a, a strong, credible champion or a strong, credible superstar is you can point at their signature matches, right? Mm. Ambrose and the White family are the same in that regard. Now you you can't point well, at I the signature. Point to, uh, no. Like it, they're not necessarily wins, but I can point to them. Yung feuds nila. Yeah, yeah, the feuds I can get, but like the win that you know elevates them. Uh, yun yung kulang for for Ambrose right now and for the Wyatts. Uh, um, main event. TLC match for the world title. Sheamus and Roman Reigns. Uh, it's it's a foregone conclusion. Sheamus is retaining. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but I think no, I agree with you. But I don't think it's just a foregone conclusion. Because uh, you would know then. Uh, a lot of people were calling for this to be a really quick transitional championship reign. Pero you know, if we follow, if we adhere to traditional booking logic. The way Sheamus got laid out last Monday on Raw would have us believe now. Okay, he's retaining the championship on Sunday. Yeah, and I'd like to believe that that's the case because if I, I think for all for as much as it has been maligned, there is something to this Sheamus championship reign that they can still unlock if they just put in the right time and effort on it. I mean, so far it hasn't been that great, but. Make me something, you know. No, I I totally understand that because there's something in the League of Nations. Oh, I I think that that's the saving grace of the the championship reign. Yeah, the fact that he he has this little stable with him, and mm. that the League of Nations aligns with the New Day. Mm. It aligns with the Authority. But they're very flexible. They're very open minded about who they want to align themselves with uh, from among the heel heel uh, characters. So if they if they just keep that fact, literally together, is one versus all. No. Yes, at this rate, yes. Uh, so I I want Sheamus to retain just because I want to see the League of Nations remain relevant. I and, don't think, think, and I think that's what is gonna happen. Yeah, like like they'll interfere you don't, on his you don't, behalf. You don't make a super group just for a month, right? For oh. for a, a month's reign at the top. Yeah, well, unless you know, un- unless they book it as poorly as they did the Nexus, mm-hmm. which is a different you know story. Yeah, altogether. but the Nexus was strong enough on you know on its first legs. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that brings us to the end of TLC. Now let's move to NXT Takeover London. You've got five matches advertised for the show: Asuka versus Emma with Dana Brooke is your first match. Uh, this is for oh, Asuka for this one. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think they'll have a good match. They're building though. up Asuka for sure to I don't know eventually take the championship from Bailey, which would probably be interesting. Lalo na if if they um you know if, if they turn Asuka heel when she finally goes up against Bailey. Because if, parang, parang, it, it'll fall flat lang for me if it was face versus face. Given I don't how, think ano. it's. Uh, I don't think she's gonna turn heel necessarily. I think what's gonna happen is she is the female Brock Lesnar that the company's been looking for. It's not gonna be Charlotte there for as much as they're trying to make Charlotte the next, um, you know, Queen B. Yeah. Kumbaga. I think Asuka would fill that role better, and it doesn't matter at this point if she if she turns heel or face, or if she turns heel or stays face. Because she's an ass kicker, flat out. Yeah. Okay. And that is an interesting dynamic to put up against Bailey. 
would it uh, um, in character that you you lined up the, the female uh, Brock Lesnar that actually helps Asuka's lack of English skills, right? Yeah, exactly. She like, have to talk. Yeah, action. But she can speak. You know. Yeah, you know, she has like a little bit of English skills in her. It's just you know, um, you can't get to WWE without a little bit of English skills, right? Okay, uh, let's go. Bailey versus Nia Jax for the NXT Women's Championship. I think this is weird. I, I think na you know, in as much as some people are excited over this, I'm I'm not as invested in it because the title shot for Nia Jax came out of nowhere. So that being said, Bailey retains. Oh, obviously. I just, uh, I just don't know how they were. I think I, I think what happened here was that they were scrapping for. I don't know a a feud for something, something for Bailey to do. Yeah. I wish they just put all the challengers, her recent challengers, together in one match. In yeah, in a, in a fatal four. Yeah, it, it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be hard for the newer ones, especially. But it's. It could be something better, especially Eva. She's gonna fuck up the fatal four way. Would you say though that this is a drawback of calling up the the, the uh, three of the four horsewomen at the same time? Yeah. It is no. Because, yeah. um, the problem ko lang is, would there still have been space for? No, you know what? I'll answer my own question. I think there, there would have been space for at least Becky. Because mm. Sasha and Charlotte had their reigns at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could have had Becky. Yeah, third Becky with the should, championship. Becky could have stayed. Diba? Had her own run with the title, or at, at no, least come she close. didn't need her own run. But if she could have, uh, trade. Um, she could have had kept. Bailey busy, yeah, diba? like a series of matches between Becky and Bailey would have been great. I think Alexa has is the closest, the next and after Becky, I guess. So, but Alexa had a brief, uh, brief program along with Bailey, diba? and it didn't really, it, it didn't really live up to people's expectations. And that's because she wasn't given that much time. Parang, uh, it was just that, and then it was left there. She goes back to being the Bamf. Bass valet. valet, yeah, and and uh, they acknowledged finally that Murphy and Alex are together. Oh, okay. But that, that was that was kind of out of whack, but okay, I'll take it. Uh, Apollo Cruz versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Apollo, parento. Hmm. It's actually a fairly predictable uh, card because the no, next. That doesn't match, matter. I, mean, I, I I guess I just want to be surprised. I I like matches where. It, it's very 50-50 It could go either way Kind of like Owens and Ambrose mm. diba? Na, you know, I would glad I, I would be glad To be wrong uh, In that prediction But the next match um, Dash and Dawson Versus Enzo and Cass For the tag team titles I think It's Enzo not so predictable But If you are A keen observer yeah. Then yes It is kind of predictable But I think at first glance It could go either way Okay uh, If Especially if you know If you know nothing About how booking works Yeah um, but it just it, it it took the it took the promo this week to make it click for me. Na okay, they might actually be winning it, or uh, the mechanics actually won it from the vaude villains in such a surprising fashion. Na it's obviously to set up for a face for a bigger face win when Enzo and Cass win it from the from the mechanics. In a way, it's kind of like how the Lucha Dragons were also a transitional face champion, right? uh, from the Ascension to Blake and Murphy, uh, right? uh, Enzo and Cass. Their promo on NXT this week was the promo of their careers. Mm-hmm. I would say it was it was their best promo it ever. It was great, actually. Right? Um, it was everything I want Roman Reigns to be. Mm-hmm. It was genuine. It was passionate. 
And it made me so invested in the characters. I mean, it, 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 it helps that I love Enzo and Cass already. Yeah. I'm very invested in their fates. And then to see them just um, for a while, like for one week, forget the soft, forget the how you doing shit. Oh, they did, they, well, they they did, did some of that, yeah. Yeah. But um, they, ha- they, they were talking about getting vengeance or avenging themselves because it became personal. And that's what you like, eh? Nung, nung, when they talked about family and putting food on the table, that's shit that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why uh, Enzo and Cass, for the first time, really looked like serious, incredible challengers. And it really convinced me that, yeah, this is their time, finally. Now, maybe they weren't as ready before when yeah. they challenged uh, Blake and Murphy. Yeah. But now I know they're ready. And that's why I think they're coming home with the championships. Uh, Igal, what do you think? No, I agree. I agree. Um, it's... When you break the rules, when you break the mold, it's a lot better when there is an actual mold in place. That's that's why the promo this week was even more special. Because you were obviously everyone expects them to do their usual spiel, their usual promo, but they picked the right time to break out of that routine and elevate the championship match that we're going to be in. But I think the only problem is the championship match itself wasn't as promoted as heavily as we would have liked. Parang sakako lang naalala or nalaman na meron niya pala silang championship shot. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, did you how did you remember? I did. But uh, I was keeping tabs on it. You were keeping tabs on it, but uh, it wasn't as you know it wasn't as hammered in your head, right? Mm, maybe because I just follow NXT religiously. No, no, no. Maybe it's also because I mean, um. So much has happened since the last takeover. Yeah, like yeah. The, cha- the the we had a dusty tag team classic. Yeah, and then we had the titles change hands and the Samoa Joe turn. Yeah, so so many so many things were happening, and then this kind of just got lost in a shuffle until they brought it up again. No, I think it didn't help lang uh, in terms of recall. Now Cass was injured. Yeah, so they took him and off that was TV weird for a while because he had he allegedly had a knee injury, but he came back pretty quickly. Yeah. So we're not sure kung how legit talaga that injury was. I think was. it was legit, but I don't know what the deal was. I, I have no idea either. Because he looked healthy. Yeah, when he, when he, he, he is pretty healthy, especially considering that he he is challenging for championships. And looks poised to be the yeah. next tag team champion. Right? Okay. Uh, NXT Championship. Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. This isn't actually as clear-cut as you would think. Why do you say so? I think... Finn is being primed for an a for a call up. Oh, really? Well, okay. Especially when the roster is this depleted. Yeah, the main roster by that, by the way. Uh-huh. I think they need even more new blood, even though they're gonna fuck him up eventually. Question for you: Why can't Finn get called up with the NXT title the way Owens was? No, I'm saying that I know. Uh, well, for one thing, it's possible, but they might need him as. To be someone who is more full time than when Owens was called up earlier this year. When Owens was called up, you had both Cena and Orton healthy and Rollins healthy. Yeah. You had all those guys around that scene, and uh, they didn't need Owens as badly as they might need someone like Finn now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So drop the championship to Samoa Joe, who can build up the next generation just by being champion. And then let him ra- let him run roughshod while Finn tries to do his thing, I guess, on the main roster, which badly needs more stars. Because you know, Sammy's coming back, but yeah, Sammy is coming back. Yeah, 
You, you know what? I think with Sammy coming back, uh, Samoa Joe as heel champion would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why though, but my gut still tells me that Balor retains. I, 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 I no, it's, I it's highly. Like, it's it's either outcome is possible. Yeah. It's highly possible. I will not discount either one. Okay, I'm putting my money though on Balor retaining, but I like the scenario uh, scenario you brought up just because, for me, nasasayangan ako na Samoa Joe's in NXT. Yeah, but doesn't not, get to yeah. hold the title. Yeah, he should get at least like one commemorative championship reign. Yeah, even if he just all he does is put over the young talent. Yeah, I'm and with that, I'm just gonna pick the Samoa Joe winning just so we can have that scenario of Finn moving up. Yeah, sure. Um, I would totally be happy with Samoa Joe winning, even though I'll be wrong, just because um, it opens up a lot of possibilities, mm. particularly the Sami Zayn one. Mm. And I, I, I dare say that he returns and makes an impact again on the NXT title picture. But there, just because if, uh, you know he can't chase after Owens now, but he can chase after the championship yeah. he lost. So that's that's, true. that's a simple sor- story. All right, uh, we're about to end this week's episode, but before we do that, our picks of the week. So let me start with my pick of the week. Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens in a 20-something minute match on Raw this week. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have a lot of rhyme or reason to it, but it was good. Like It was good just because both of these guys knew what to do. And um, I don't know. Um, it, it was the one good thing in terms of matches that I could take away from that go-home show. Hmm. And I guess that's enough for a pick of the week these days. Sadly, no? Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, when you put it like that, I'm g- I'm gonna pick a uh, no, Bros versus Bamf, which was actually fun. It, it was a good match. Yeah. It was a good win for Zack Ryder and Mojo because not everyone likes Mojo, which I can see why. Yeah, but uh, Zack needs is a guy who needs a lot of wins, especially uh, considering he's improved so much. Here's a fun fact that uh, I think Anthony Orbuezzi over at the Smart Henry offices brought up. Uh, Zack Ryder has won a majority of his matches in 2015. Which is saying something. Even if they're not high-profile matches, yeah. it's saying something. So, has he officially been uh, elevated from his jabroni status? No, because he's still a jabroni on the main roster. Okay. Sayang. Uh, I was actually hoping for a yes, but yeah. Anyway. No, uh, he'll get there. I think I know. He's been plugging away. He hasn't given up, as you can see. I hope he gets a Tyson kid rub. Mm. Yeah, you know, ambition for for Zack Ryder as we head into 2016. Anyway, uh, let's end the Dennis Rodman episode of the SGP podcast. As always, if there's anything you think about the episode, anything you want to say, anything you want to point out or call out, you know where to find us. We are on Twitter. It's at Roiswar at underscore Stancy. At Caveman Camus for the guy who puts this together. Well, not not this episode because he's busy, but you know everything else. And for the podcast, it's at the SGP Podcast. Now, for the rest of the month of December, we're probably going to have one last review episode of everything that happens in the week. And then for the end of the year, we're going to do the same thing we did last year. The year-end awards, we're going to be handing them out. Mm, yes. And we're going to do a personal favorite of mine. We're going to review all of the theme songs for the year. There aren't a lot of new ones, but we're going to be segregating them into specific ca- That's actually categories. Ma- it makes our job easier. Yeah. So in categories now, it'll be the bad, the meh, the good, and the best. And the best. And and let me just tell you now, there's only one song that we agree is the best new theme like of 2015. No, we kind of disputed last year's. Okay. We disputed that. Fine, fine. Yeah. So, but, but this year, we are in agreement, and, and we're so excited to bring that shit to you. So stay tuned for the month of December. We still have a lot of aces up our sleeves. Yun. In the meantime and in between time, we got to get out of here. And we'll see you for next week's episode, TLC, TakeOver London, and on the 19th, PWR Terminus. Thank you to Mellow94.7, to PWR, and to you for always being part of this journey.
Peace out. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.